share my screen again to show you the topic the topic this morning is four levels of intimacy four levels of intimacy and the four levels of intimacy that I got let me be clear these are what I observed in the scripture I am not telling you that there are only four levels. I'm telling you that what I observed from the scripture, I got four levels and I want to share them with you this morning. Um, so I just wanted us to, for you to bow your heads with me as I ask the Lord to lead and that his, the word that I speak will be his word. Father, it's never that you ever want me to be so minimized that I am unseen. But you want that you will be heard through my voice, through my emotions, God. And so, Father, I pray that as I offer myself this morning for you to use, I pray that you will speak through me. Lord, let your word be clear. Let your people understand what you are saying to them this morning, God. Lord, let no one leave today without coming in contact with you, connecting with you, hearing you speak. And so, Father, I pray that as I share what I sense you have placed on my heart, Lord, I pray that no one, God, will be the same, but that transformation will come. Persons will desire change, lasting change. Persons will seek intimacy with you. Persons will pursue you with all their hearts. And Father, we know that if we seek you with all our hearts, Lord, we will find you. Because you are that God. You are that God who wants to come and meet with your children. And so, Father, I just give you thanks as I bless your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, I don't know. I felt a little nervous a while ago. Maybe because of my topic, which is, can be a little bit uncomfortable for some persons. And I am mindful that I may be going into uncharted waters, waters where people may feel uncomfortable, but I'm going to go anyway. So I'll just wipe my hands where it is, my palms are becoming sweaty, and I'm ready to go. So the topic that I shared earlier was the four levels of intimacy. And the text that, I'm look, that I looked at was Exodus 24, and I... And I will move around at different, I look at Exodus 19, 20, 32, 33, 34, I'll go, I'll go to James 4, I'll go to, I'll go to 2 Peter. I'll be moving around, but the main scripture, the, the, the foundational scripture this morning that I'll be looking at is Exodus 24. And so I want you to, to turn your Bibles with me to Exodus 24. 
I'm going to read it to give you a foundation of where I'll be going. So when I'm moving, you'll understand. You'll be familiar with what I'm saying. Exodus 24. And Exodus 24 is where God wanted to, to institute a covenant with the people of Israel. And so the background story that Exodus 3, they cried out to God. God heard them. He saw them. And he came down and he chose Moses to go and he said, lead my people out of Egypt. And for those of us who are familiar with the story, God came and he, he led them and he opened the, he parted the Red Sea and he brought the people through on dry ground. Pharaoh and his army who were oppressing the people prior to that, they came in and they, the Lord rolled back the waters and they died. And so Exodus 24, the people are now in the wilderness being led by the Lord. And so I will read from verses, it's a very short read, 18 verses, but I won't read everything one at, in one sitting. So just bear, go with, follow with me. Let me know when you're there. You're there? So I will be reading from the New International Version. Exodus 24, verses 1, we read as follows. Then he said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab and Habihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel. You are to worship at a distance, but Moses alone is to approach the Lord. The others must not come near, and the people may not come up with him. When Moses went and told the people all the Lord's words and laws, they responded with one voice. Everything the Lord has said we will do. Moses then wrote down everything the Lord had said. He got up early the next morning and he built an altar at the foot of the mountain and set up 12 stone pillars representing the 12 tribes of Israel. Then he sent young Israelite men and they offered burnt offerings and sacrificed young bulls fellowship offerings to the Lord. Moses took half of the blood and he put it in the bowls and of the other half he sprinkled on the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and he read it to the people. They responded, we will do everything the Lord has said we will do. Jump with me again to Exodus 19. In Exodus 19 again, the script starting at verse 3, it says, Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the house of Jacob and what you are to tell them, tell the people of Israel. You yourself have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. So Moses went back and he summoned the elders of the people and he set before them all the words the Lord had commanded him to speak. The people all responded, We will do everything the Lord has said. 
So Moses brought back their response or their answer back to the Lord. The, the idea I want us to, 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 to hear or to, to embrace this, this morning is that there is no limit to the extent of our intimacy with God. There is a depth to intimacy that we have yet to tap into. But the closer up you and I come to God, the more you and I move beyond our barriers of shame and mistrust, fears, hurts, and insecurities, the greater the possibility or the possibilities of us engaging or, or getting into that place of being intimate with God. When last have you experienced a deep, intimate relationship with someone? Think about it. When last have you experienced a deep, intimate relationship with someone? And what does intimacy look like to you? Because each person has a different understanding of what intimacy looks like. And as you think about those two questions, I want you to find, think about how vulnerable were you in that relationship that you just thought about. How vulnerable were you in that relationship? The greatest level of intimacy or oneness that humans can experience with each other is in marriage. Yet on my wedding night, I sat beside my then husband emotionally unprepared for the next level of intimacy. I knew him years before and I had accepted this invitation to intimacy, but I wasn't comfortable being intimate. I wasn't comfortable being physically and emotionally naked before him. I had stretch marks because I had beautiful kids and they left me with stretch marks. And I was ashamed of sharing. I was ashamed of stripping down physically to share with him those marks on my body. But not only was I physically and physically unable to share with him my naked my nakedness, I was emotionally unprepared and unwilling to trust him enough with my mind, with my soul, and with my body. All of us crave deep intimacy. But regrettably, only a few of us will truly experience it. I will repeat. All of us crave intimacy. But unfortunately, only a few of us will truly experience it. Do you not want me to tell you why? Because the heart of intimacy is trust. And many times you and I cannot trust. We cannot trust because we have been hurt before or because we have fears or because we have shames or we have rejection issues. We were damaged or wounded before in a, in a relationship. And we carry these wounds to the next relationship. And as a result, we carry it to God. Our nearness to God is not based off proximity, but it is based on our ability to trust Him. Our nearness to God is not based on proximity, but on our ability to trust Him. Not many of us are willing to become vulnerable 
Not many of us are willing to become transparent to experience the depth of intimacy that we all crave. So we crave it, but we can't enjoy it. We crave it, but we can't receive it. We crave it, but we are unable to experience it because there are barriers, there are wounds in our lives and we do not know how to go beyond that place. Janine Roth says, intimacy is not something that just happens. It is choosing at every moment either to reveal ourselves or to protect ourselves. It is either to value ourselves or to diminish ourselves. It is either to tell the truth about ourselves or to hide the truth about ourselves. We either dive into intimacy or we avoid it. Intimacy is making the choice to be connected to rather than to be isolated from. The text I read this morning shared, I from, from, when I read it, I got four levels of intimacy that God is inviting you and I to come beyond. And he's saying, for the different levels that I, that, that I observe, he's saying, come closer. Wherever you are this morning with your intimacy with God, God is inviting you to come closer. He's saying, come closer. Come closer to intimately know me. Come closer so you can experience a longing for me. Come closer so that you can be vulnerable with me and before me. Come closer where you will hide nothing. The song we just sang earlier said, withholding nothing. I give you everything. And the truth is, we do not give everything in our relationships. Whether with our human relationships or with our relationship with God. We withhold. We hide. We hold things back from him. And God is saying to you this morning, I am inviting you to intimacy. Will you come? Will you accept this invitation this morning to the depth of intimacy that you have never experienced? Not even in your marriages. The depth that God is calling us to, humans cannot achieve or attain. But God is saying, come, let me become intimate with you. St. Augustine says, to fall in love with God is the greatest romance. To seek him is the greatest adventure and to find him is the greatest human achievement to fall in love with God is the greatest romance you and I will ever have to seek him is the greatest adventure because it is in knowing him this song says knowing you Jesus there, there is no greatest greater gift you are my all, you are my the best, you are my joy, you are my righteousness. So the, the, the writer is saying, seeking and knowing God, there is a satisfaction, it's an adventure, it's a journey that you and I would never experience with anyone else. But he also says to find him in, the, in that adventure is the greatest human achievement. From from Exodus 24, I am using Exodus 24 actually to correlate experiences that couples have in their quest for sexual intimacy. And I'm aware that this may be an uncomfortable topic for you to hear in church. But I am also aware that it is God who designed and created sex for a reason. But to be used, to be, to be enjoyed in a, in, in a marriage 
so I can speak to persons now for those who are designed to be married or those who were married or those who have been married or are married. I want to share with you language that you may understand or may or maybe you're familiar with. So travel with me in a clean way now. So let let not allow our minds to go off. Let us stay and travel the pathway in which I will be walking with you. In verses 1 to 2 that I read in Exodus 24, we recognize that God initiated intimacy. And what he did, he invited the Israelites to meet him at, the Mount, at Mount Sinai. God was revealing to his people that he cared about them. He called them and he said to Moses, he said, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and the seventy of the elders. You are to worship at a distance. But Moses alone is to come or to approach the Lord. And the others may come near. Must not come near. So we realize that it, at that time it was God who dictated the distance to which the people came. But God knew them. The Israelites experienced four levels of intimacy. The first level experienced was the desire level. The second level was the arousal level. The third level was the orgasmic level. And the fourth level is the resolution or what we call the cuddling level. To go to the next level, each person must be willing and ready to be exposed, to become vulnerable. To go beyond the feelings of shame, fear, and inadequacies. So let us look at the first level. The first level is the desire level. That is like living in the outer courts. Desire speaks of having an interest to do something or to be engaged in something. Desire is hardwired emotion and psychological response to a need, to, to hunger. So you and I desire something. We desire to eat. We desire to, to, to travel the world. We, de we desire to climb Mount Everest. We desire to know God more. But desire manifests typically in a thought life. So there are many desires you have and many desires that I have. That is like being in the outer courts of the tabernacle. At this level, the, in, the, Israelite, the Israelite crowd, that is what they enjoyed at the foot of the mountain where God said to them, this is the distance for you to worship. The desire level of intimacy occurs where, where it is accessible to anyone. Anyone can, can desire. Anyone can desire to worship God. Anyone can say, I desire to worship God. It is that place in the tabernacle where everything is made out of bronze. It's in the outer court, as I said before, where anyone, all the Israelites enter. We read Exodus 19 earlier, and we read ex, um, Exodus 24, and we saw that, that God had invited the people. And as they heard, the first thing they said, we will do everything you say we are to do. We will do what you say we are to do, Lord. In unison, they shouted together. But in Exodus 20, I want you to follow, go with me. Exodus 20, verses 18 and 19. When the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled in fear and they stayed at a distance. And they said to Moses, you speak to us, Moses, and we will listen. But do not have God speak to us, 
or we will die. In Exodus 32 again, when, 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 when Moses stayed up on the mountain a little bit too long for them, they grew impatient and they fashioned an idol to worship. So we realize that the same people who said, Lord, we will do anything that you say, were the same people who said to Moses, Moses, you speak to God and speak to us. You tell us what God is saying. It's the same people who became impatient when Moses took too long to come. They said, let us create an idol so that we can worship. At the desire level, if you find, and, 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 and as I expound on the different levels, I want you to identify where you are, where you find yourself. Are you one who is this desiring to serve the Lord. You're desiring and every day you're desiring for more of God and more of God. Your intentions are good. But the truth is you cannot and have not been carrying it out. You have not been seeking and pursuing more. All you have been saying is I desire God. I desire to please God. It was something the Israelites wanted to do. But they were unprepared for what it means to be chosen out of all the nations of the world. To be God's treasured possession. To be God's a kingdom of priests. And to be a holy nation. You and I may desire, as we say this morning, Lord, I desire to give myself away. I surrender. I desire to know you more, Lord. But the truth is, if you lack the appreciation of how deep and comprehensive your relationship with God is, of who he is and who he has called you to be, a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that, that, we, that we may declare his praises to him. You will be uncomfortable going beyond the desire level. You just desire and do nothing about it. It is easier to hear from someone in that, at that level. When you're at the desire level, it is easier to hear someone tell you what God is saying than for you to spend the time to seek him. And that's what they said. Make Moses, you speak to us. Let us hear from us, from you. Like, I, we do not want to hear from God or we will die. They, they associated hearing God's voice with death. The problem with this level of intimacy is that it is emotional. And God isn't based. Serving God, worshipping God isn't based upon emotion. Emotional statements, commitments, and declarations are made when we do not count the cost. Lord, I will do anything you tell. Lord, I will go anywhere you tell me to go. Lord, I will, I will do what you tell me to do. But two days, three days later, desire changed. Because you did it out of emotions. When you are at that level of emotion, your desire level of intimacy... Your affection and love and worship are tied to your correct emotions. So if all, so Lord, all I need, Lord, is you. But when life changes, you withheld or you withhold rather that yourself from God. And unfortunately, many of us live at this level of intimacy. Desire is insufficient to attain and maintain intimacy. Imagine if a couple had for each, had all, all they had for each other was just desire. They lived together and they were just 
filled with desire, but they didn't go any further. Desire and interest changes easily. Desire comes and desire goes for at any time, for any reason. And as I shared earlier, in the absence of Moses, the Israelites, she exchanged the presence of the invisible God for an idol they could see. They said, we, we need something that we can see to worship. The same people who said, God, whatever you do or whatever you desire of us, we will do. Were the same people who were quick to say, we need a God. Give us a God that we can see to worship. Desire rubs off. So you may be in a crowd or you may be around people and they're saying, I desire more of God. And you begin to say, I desire more of God. But the truth is, you cannot maintain because you do not, you are not ready and willing for what God has called you to do. You are not ready and willing to go to the next level. Fear became a barrier between them and God. They said, they trembled with fear. Verse 18 said in, 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 in Exodus 20. When you are afraid, you are unwilling to trust. When you are afraid, you are unwilling to be vulnerable. When you are afraid, you cannot trust God. You are unwilling to come close to him. You prefer to hide and hear from him through someone else than to have him speak to you for himself. For himself. Fear is a barrier to intimacy with God. God calls you and I to a level of intimacy. That although you and I desire to go close, it is insufficient. The desire to be intimate is not enough for intimacy. Desire can bring you to the foot of the mountain. But desire is insufficient to climb the mountain to get close to God. Notice the people were told to stay at the foot of the mountain. So what does someone at the foot of the mountain experience? Or what does someone in the outer courts? Or what does a couple who only have desire for each other but goes no further? What do they enjoy? God still reveals glory. Even at the foot of the, the mountain, you saw in, in Exodus 24, 17, that the Israelites on the plain below looked up on the mountain above. And what they saw, they saw the glory of the Lord looking like a consuming fire. So even though they were not where God would have intended them to be, he still revealed himself to them. So that's the level of desire. Desire level of intimacy. We, we need to move on. I'm going to move on now to the next level. The arousal level. This is still living in the outer courts. But you may be a little closer to the doorway of going into the holy place. But anyway, you are still away from God's direct presence. The arousal level is a degree of alertness or responsiveness to stimuli. So it's a arousal requires stimulus. 
something has to stimulate you. It is filled with excitement. And anyone who has been aroused will remember it. You are filled with excitement and you anticipated something. You anticipated what was coming next. This level is both psychological and emotional because the heart rate began, quickens, you stay, the breathing accelerates, the blood pressure increases. This is the point where it becomes easy to strip down physically, but yet unable to strip down emotionally. This was the level of intimacy that Aaron, Nadab, Abihu and the 70 elders experienced, and I call them the 73. They arose a level of intimacy is in the outer court. This is the place for common worshippers. The priests and the Levites go there, but they only go there to meet with the people. In Exodus 24, verse 9, Moses, Aaron, and Nadab, and Habilu, and the 70 elders were invited to come further to a certain height. Actually, it was as if God said to them, come halfway of the mountain. Come halfway, come near, come near, but not, not to the top of the mountain. But God allowed them that even at that place, what they saw, they saw something like, listen to what they saw. They didn't say they were not exact in what they saw. They saw something like, something that appeared like the feet. Under his feet was like a pavement made of sapphire, clear as the sky itself. They were satisfied with what they saw. And so they ate and they drank. There are people who are satisfied at the arousal stage of intimacy. They're not even sure what they, they, are, they are going to experience. But the little that they experience, it, it, it is enough. It is enough. They are satisfied. Excitement. They're just excited. Excited about the, the, the possibility even before it happens. At the arousal level, you and I will have godly things happening around us. God may use you to heal someone when you pray. He may even give you a prophetic word to give someone, a word of knowledge to share with someone. And the person may confirm the accuracy of what you have shared. He may be even opening ministry doors for you to serve and, and, and reveal his glory. And, and you are so excited thinking that this is it. I'm on the mountaintop. Yes, this is it. I have arrived. But when God takes long in responding to you, at that level, when you are only at the arousal level, and God takes long to, to, to meet you or to respond to the need that you have, you are like the people who walk away in Exodus 32, 4, and say to Aaron, build, we, build us a golden calf so that we can worship. Do you recognize that Aaron nor the other 70, 72 elders, they did not say no? Aaron said, give, us, give, give me all the gold that you have. And he then said to Moses, I, we add up through it in the fire and out came a golden calf. Though humans are never satisfied with us being aroused sexually, unfortunately, many of us, are comfortably living and satisfied at this level with God. Just being excited. Just
just excited. Church was nice. Worship was good. Just excited, excited, excited. And God is saying to you, there is more. Arousal is exciting. But remaining at this level is insufficient to attain deep intimacy. Imagine a couple walking around each day for the entire year, for the entire marriage, just being aroused and not going any further. God allowed the, the, the 73 men to still see a glimpse of his glory, even at the arousal stage, which was still not sufficient for intimacy. And every time God does this, he does it to entice them to come closer. So he allows you to be excited because he said, there is more. Come, be, 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 come for more. Come for more. There is more in me. Come for more. But when you are satisfied and you camp out at the arousal stage, you, you miss out on what God has in store. Then there is the next level, the orgasmic level. That is the level of intimacy where excitement peaks and deeper communion with God is experienced. This takes place in the holy place where everything is golden. Remember I said to you in the outer course, everything is made out of bronze. In that inner place, in that holy place, everything is golden and only the priests who are sacrificially set apart for, to God can enter to minister. So in the outer court, which were the, the, the desire level and the arousal level, anybody could go. It was a place for the commoners. The Levites could go. The Israelites could go. The priests would go. But in this holy place, only the priests who were, who were set apart to minister to the Lord could enter to draw closer to enjoy God's presence. The, 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 the orgasmic level is not a place for those who are fixated and distracted by life. Because the truth is, a couple who is experiencing an orgasm is not thinking about the bills that need to be paid. They are not thinking about the children and the school fees. They are not thinking about the car that needs to be serviced. They are experiencing and enjoying the intimacy at that moment. And that's what God is saying to you. When you're at that level of intimacy, he's saying, don't pay attention to the car not working or the children who are not where they are supposed to be or the spouse who not where he's supposed to be or the needs that are unmet in you. Enjoy me now. Enjoy me. This level of intimacy was enjoyed and experienced by Joshua. In Exodus 20, 29, 12, the Lord said to Moses, come up to the mountain and stay here. And although there was no mention of Joshua being invited up the mountain, the scripture tells us that when Moses ascended, in verse 13, Joshua's aid was with him. At this orgasmic level, you are learning to love God and to be satisfied with him. You are learning to serve him in spirit and in truth. You dedicate yourself to God because you are, you are not motivated by desire. You are not inspired by arousal. You want to please him in everything you do. 
your words and your actions align because you do not say what you do not intend to do. So when you say to God, Lord, I surrender at this level, you're surrendering. At the orgasmic level, you enjoy God's presence and you pursue his righteousness and holiness in every area of your lives. You do what you do for God trumps what you do for yourself. You are more interested in being alone with God than fulfilling or meeting your basic needs. As I said earlier, a couple at this stage has a tunnel vision. They have one thing in mind. Enjoy each other. Joshua went up the mountain and he entered the clouds like Moses. He patiently waited with Moses for six days before the Lord called to Moses. He stayed with Moses on the mountain for 40 days and nights. He overheard the conversation between God and Moses. He stayed in the tent of meeting in, in Exodus 33 verse 11. He witnessed the mighty acts of God. But Joshua never experienced the intimacy Moses had with God. Because at the orgasmic level, there is still another level of intimacy. Not every one of us get to that level. The truth be told, not every couple in the midst of sex get to that level. It requires sometimes giving up oneself totally and seeking God with all your heart. And even if you do get to that level, you may not get there at the same time. So help those that God is working with in this season until it is your time. Because God will provide someone to help you when it is your turn. This level of intimacy cannot be taught, cannot be caught, cannot be taught. It has to be experienced. No matter how much you hear or someone will share about the intimacy that a couple will experience. You cannot understand it unless you experience it. And it's the same thing with God. You cannot understand intimacy with God unless you experience it. It isn't where you are or who you are with that brings intimacy. Only those who persistently seek God will get to this level. But the, the, the problem with, with, it, with orgasmic intimacy is that people think that that's the finale. They think that's it. They think that they have scored. They think that we have arrived. But God is saying, no, there are deeper depths to intimacy with me. Many couples experience orgasm together, but not all experience intimacy. I will repeat that. Many couples experience orgasm together, but not every couple experience intimacy. And it's the same thing. Many persons are around what God is doing, and they are seeing what God is doing, and they are in the midst of what God is doing, but not every person, not everyone is experiencing that intimacy. You can be with God where God's presence is felt heavily, yet you do not feel a thing. Because you are not there spiritually. 
You can be next to someone bathed in the love of God and, and yet you, you are there and the person is experiencing love but you are lonely because you are not focused on experiencing intimacy. You could be next to someone who is having this heavenly vision that God has given them yet you do not see a thing. There is more to intimacy than having an orgasm and God is saying to you, I'm taking you to the next level. The next level is the resolution or the cuddling level. This is where you go into the holy place, the holies of holies. The resolution and cuddling level is a, is a sacred place or a sacred moment, but it's a place that you go by choice. After a couple has reached the or a stage or experienced orgasm, the couple choose to either cuddle, fall asleep, or walk away. Moses stayed in the presence for 40 days and he came out with his face radiating. He had an afterglow. Psychologist says couples who after experiencing orgasm who lay and cuddle walk around up to 72 hours with an afterglow but it's a choice to cuddle right it's a choice that having met god to stay remain with him or to leave his presence it's a choice to either stay with god having met god to cuddle with God, to experience God more, or it's a choice to walk away. That place is a place that is not emotional. It's a choice. It's a choice that is not driven by desire because now at that level, there's no more desire. They're no longer aroused, so they're not motivated by that. They are now pursuing deeper intimacy. And when you meet God and you have experienced God and God show you the mighty and the magnificent things for you to remain in his presence and to seek him. Says that Lord I desire deeper intimacy with you. The holies of holies is the inner place where God resides. And this is reserved only for the high priest. Notice. The desire level. Is where the commoners go. The arousal level. The commoners are there. The Levites are there. The priest is there. In the orgasm level. The priest is the only one there. But in the, in the inner court. The holy of holies. That is where only the high priest can go to minister to the Lord. At this level, intimate bonds that make couples more loving and affectionate towards each other are formed. This is a level that you and I are able to strip down, not only physically, but to strip down emotionally and share your thoughts with God. Share with God your your fears, share with God your wounds, share with God your inhibition, share with God your fantasies, share with God all the thoughts that you have. And like Moses, 
you will walk around with an afterglow. Have you seen men and women of God that as you saw them, you know that they have been with God? Have you ever seen someone and you say, I know you have been with God. It's like, I see God all over you. That is not someone who enters and walks out. That is not someone who falls asleep after. That is someone who stays cuddling, pursuing, seeking more intimacy with God. The afterglow is produced only when one lingers. And it, and, 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 and it functions enhance bonding and strong connection with each other. So that the more you are in God's presence, the more bonding is formed. You are knowing him more and he is knowing you more. And there are deeper depths that is inviting you to come. And you are receiving the invitation to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. So you can't rush in and rush out. Lord, this is what I want to share with you today. These are my problems, Lord. This is how you need to fix them, Lord. That level of intimacy. That radiant look, that afterglow can never be attained in that type of setting. When you desire to move closer to the Lord, while others are keeping at a distance, God is saying to you, come. Because the people said, to, to, to the scripture said, they stayed at a distance. But Moses went closer. They stayed at a distance because they were afraid to approach God but Moses approached God in the thick darkness where God was Moses went where God was at this level you are content to patiently wait on God in situations where others are impatient Moses was content to sit and wait for God for six days before God spoke to him on the seventh day. God called out to him within the cloud on the seventh day. Exodus 24, 16. At this level, you will not make a move without God. Moses refused to make a move without God's presence. He said, God, if you will not go with me, I will not go. Where you and I are quick to move without God and we're quick to plan and we're quick to do without God. Moses said, God, I will not move if you do not go with me. Actually, God, don't even send anyone with me. I want you to come. That's that level of intimacy. You seek to know God. God's ways. The song said this morning, teach me, Lord, to know your ways, to know your truth. Moses says, teach me to know your ways so that I can find favor with you. Exodus 33, 12. At that level of intimacy, God is the first person you share your thoughts with, whether they be joyful thoughts or disappointing thoughts. You do just as the Lord commanded. And that is what Moses did. Moses, the scripture said in Exodus 7 verse 20. Moses did exactly. Moses did just what God commanded him to do. And what I like is what Exodus 8.31 says. 
And the Lord did what Moses asked him to do. Can you believe that level of intimacy? Why are we missing out? If at that level of intimacy, you, because you, it, it's like God know your thoughts and you know it thought because there's a merging of, of one becoming two. God is pleased with you as he was with Moses at that level of intimacy. Exodus 33, 17. And there is a quest for deeper intimacy which continues forever because Moses recognized that you will never attain to it. There's never a cap. There's never a limit to intimacy with God. There's always deeper depths to go. And so Moses saw God face to face. God said, to prophets I speak in dreams and in visions. But to Moses... I speak face to face. I reveal myself. The Hebrew expression P-E-E-L-P-E -E 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 means mouth to mouth. God spoke to Moses audibly. It was an audible conversation that Moses heard. Like, like friends speaking to friends. I don't mean acquaintance. I mean close friends. So have you heard me share on the four levels that I garnered from this scripture? What level are you? What level are you currently experiencing with God? Are you at the desired stage where you're desiring God? Lord, I will do anything you say to do. I will go where you tell me to go. But the truth is the moment it is required of you. You say, Lord, I, you tremble with fear. Moses, speak to him and speak to us. Are you at the arousal stage? When you get so excited about the things that are happening around you that you fail to realize that what you saw was something that appeared like. God gave them a vision. And you know that visions are sometimes not as clear as we would like them to be. What about um, um, the orgasmic level? Are you there where Joshua was? You saw everything. You overheard the conversation. But God never spoke to you face to face. Or are you where Moses is? There's such intimacy. There's such intimacy with God. That you're knowing his thoughts. You're knowing what concerns him. He's responding to your prayer. He hears you. He does what you ask because you pray according to his will. And you pray with right motives. God initiates intimacy. But the depth of your intimacy and my intimacy... Is only attained by your choice and my choice. Intimacy comes at a price. It does not happen haphazardly. We don't wake up one moment and we're intimate. And the truth is, when you, when you look at couples, couples don't become intimate because they strip down. They become intimate the moment they start to become emotionally involved. When they start to share their, their emotions. When they start to share their secrets and their desires. Other than that, they are just having what? You fill in the blank. Intimacy requires a plan. You have to plan to be intimate. You have to plan to date your spouse in the natural and to take them out and to sit and to hold hands and to look in their eyes and to tell them how much you love them. You have to plan that. 
it does, does not happen. People just don't have a date night. A date night has to be planned. And the same way with God. You have to plan the time to be with God. You have to plan it in your daily routine. You have to plan the way you grow in intimacy with God. There is no limit to the extent of which you can become intimate with God. But it can be only be achieved when you are willing to strip down physically and emotionally before God. It is easy. It is easy. And if we're honest, it is easier to strip down physically than it is to strip down emotionally. And why? You need to ask yourself why. Why is it easier for you to derobe? Than you, for you to share your emotions and to share your pain and to share what you're feeling and to share your plans. Is it because you're wounded? Is it because something from the past you're still carrying into your future and it's also affecting your relationship with God? Because the truth is if I'm unable to be intimate, intimate with, with my sisters and my brothers or my spouse invariably, you be, you, it will be difficult for you to be intimate with God. So you may share, and, 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 and I, I, I am guilty of this. I can tell you everything that I did. I have no, 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 no barriers. I can tell you everything that I did. But I'll be, I'll be not every person I tell me the emotions I felt while I was doing them. That is where intimacy lies. I can strip down and I can tell you my, 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 all the, the things I've done in life. But my mother sometimes wonder why I'm so open. But I will open with a story. But I may never tell you how I felt while I was going through that emotion. Why? Because sometimes we are so ashamed. Sometimes we are so fearful. Sometimes we are insecure. Sometimes we struggle with rejection and abandonment issues. Sometimes we are still hurting. So how do we choose to maintain intimacy or to seek intimacy with God? Intimacy begins with knowing and trusting and in, in accepting the invitation to God. To intimacy. It is difficult to be intimate with someone you do not know, nor do not trust. It is difficult to be intimate with someone you do not know or do not trust. Get to know God. Meditate and study his word, on his word and study his word. Practice spiritual discipline that will help you to get to know him better so that you can trust him. Develop a longing for God. Jeremiah 29, 13 tells us to seek him with all our heart. And if we seek him with all our heart, we will find him. We long to eat. We long to go to Port Royal and to eat. We long to go to Elsha. We long to eat crabs. We long to eat mangoes. We long to do many things. We long to go on vacation. What about longing for God the same way? Dwell in the secret place of the Most High. That's what Psalm 91 one encourages us to do. The more time we spend with someone, the better we know them. The more time we spend with someone, 
the better we know them. Abide in Christ. Intimacy is forthcoming. Remain not remain not periodically checking in. Don't check in today, check in tomorrow again for devotion. Check in again the next day for devotion. You ticked it off, you know what? I did devotion. Intimacy is not checking in. We're not intimate with the airport when we check in. We're not intimate, intimate with the with with the, with, 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 the, with with the desk clerk who checks us in. We're not intimate with them. We are intimate only with the people we spend time to know. So to get to know God, remain in him. Abide in him. Draw near to him. James 4, 8 tells us. Draw near. When we draw near to him, he draws near to us. Look at that equation. Draw near to God equals God draw near to us. Examine the barriers in your life. What are they? How have you allowed those barriers to, to, to dictate how long, how deep, how wide is your relationship with God? And be open and honest with God and allow him into your pain. Many times we are, un we, we are unwilling to revisit our pain. Because we believe that if we revisit the pain, it is too damaging. We, it's like we are reliving it. But we sometimes have to relive it, to grieve it, so that we can move forward. We are damaged in relationships. And the truth is, we think we are ready for the next when we aren't. You know why? We have not dealt with the pain from the past. We're stuck with the pain and we can remember verbatim what was said to us and the emotion comes back. Not ready for intimacy. Bring God in the pain. Don't settle at the desired level. No. Don't just desire things because it's a cool thing and everybody is desiring. Don't settle at the arousal level. It's not enough to be aroused. Don't settle for just having an orgasm. Go in for the cuddling. Go in. Go in more. Go deeper for the cuddling where you know, say, God, I really want to spend time with you. I want to hang out, God. I want to know you more. Genuinely know you more. Not because there is a desire or I'm aroused, but because I want to know you more. And so, Father, I thank you for your word. I pray, Lord, that though this word was not a conventional word, it was not easy initially for me to share because I found my hands sweating and I'm saying, God, I'm not normally nervous. But God, I know that even as I felt like I should change it, I never felt anything inside of me saying change. And so, Lord, I pray that your word will be bring about transformation in the lives of your daughters and your sons. For those of us who are uncomfortable with talking about sex, Lord, Lord, I pray that too we need to come to you because you are the one who initiated, you are the one who created sex to be enjoyed in a context that you also designed. 
And so, Father, where we are ashamed of our own bodies and are ashamed of our own emotions and are ashamed, God, may we allow you in. Where, Father God, it is easy for us to strip ourselves down physically, take our clothes off, but we are unable to share our thoughts and our emotions and our pain with others. God, oh God, may we allow you to come in. And so, Father, I just give you thanks this, eve, this morning, this afternoon, for your word. And Lord, as we are about to share communion, we recognize, Father, that you came and you made entrance into the Holy of Holies accessible, not only to one high priest, but to all of us. Because Jesus, you the high priest, you rent the veil for us so that we can enter in to enjoy intimacy. As a Lord, where we would have been locked out, where we would have had a, 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 a boundary to how far we can go, maybe at the foot of the mountain, or maybe we were ones who could have come halfway up the mountain, but Lord, we are now at this place where you invite us to come to the summit of the mountain, to come to the top. And Lord, all we need to do is to choose to accept and so, Father, we thank you for what you have done. And so as we, we, we partake of the blood, the wine that represents your blood, and the bread that represents your body today, Lord, we drink with liberty. We drink with freedom, knowing that we have access to you today. And so, Father, we give you thanks. And we bless your name. In Jesus' name. Amen.